Well, hey, friends, it is Friday, April the 2nd, 2021. Today is Good Friday of Holy Week 2021, and we are going to wrap up our uh, sort of Holy Week uh, experience here on the daily. Uh, I want to encourage you to go and read Matthew 27, verses 1 through 61, and I'll give you just a moment here to pause the podcast and go read that text and then make your way back. So when Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In verse 46, he's suffering separation from God in order that we would be reconciled with God. So this cry on the cross is not a cry of unbelief, confusion, despair. Jesus is not doubting the Father, and he's not confused about what's happening to him. So we can't understand this cry from the cross as if he's saying to God, his Father, why are you doing this to me? He already knew everything that was going to happen at that moment. He he already knew everything that was going on then. In fact, he'd foretold this moment uh, earlier in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 17. We also see it in Mark chapter 9. Uh, he's willingly submitted himself to it in John 10. And so Jesus is confident in the Father, even as he experiences this form of sin-induced separation from his Father. And so Jesus' cry on the cross was a cry of physical pain, physical agony, spiritual anguish, but also relational alienation. Jesus actually quotes from Psalm 22, and understanding that psalm is really a helpful key to understanding this cry that Jesus has. There's a lot we could say about the themes in the psalm and their relationship to the crucifixion, but what I want to just focus on now was the cry of physical agony as Jesus is physically hanging on the cross. Here's Psalm 22, verses 14 through 16, which captures this anguish of Jesus. I'm poured out like water. All my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You put me into the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A gang of evildoers has closed in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. And so Jesus' physical anguish was very real and his suffering was very intense. But as we said, Jesus' cry on the cross is also a cry of spiritual anguish. Jesus experiences the wrath of God, and not just for a moment, but for hours. He's covered by darkness. He he has searing pain in his physical body and in his soul. And so he experiences what the scriptures call the cup of God's wrath. On top of this, this is also a cry of relational separation, of alienation. In a mysterious kind of way, Jesus is alienated not only from his friends, but also from God his Father. This is the curse of the cross. We see this in Galatians chapter 3. And so as Jesus comes under the sentence of sin that you and I deserved, Jesus is cut off from the Father's favor, from the Father's presence. God's presence is real on the cross, but it was his presence of judgment and wrath towards sin, not his presence of favor and love and peace. And so Jesus is given, in the words of one commentator, the full recompense of our disobedience. This is what the Apostle Paul speaks to in 2 Corinthians 5. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
The reformer Martin Luther spoke this way of this exchange. Our most merciful father, seeing us to be oppressed and overwhelmed with the curse of the law so that we could never be delivered from it by our own power, sent his only son in the world and laid on him all the sins of all men, saying, Be thou Peter, that denier, Paul, that persecutor, blasphemer and cruel oppressor, David, that adulterer, that sinner which did eat the apple in paradise, that thief which hanged upon the cross, and briefly be thou the person which hath committed the sins of all men. See therefore that thou pay and satisfy for them all. See, Jesus experienced the separation that we as sinners deserve. So that instead we might receive reconciliation. This is what we call in Christianity the great exchange. That's the effect of the cross for all of us who trust in Jesus. See, before the cross, we are separated from the presence of God's favor. But because of the cross, we're now invited into God's presence. This entrance into God's presence is why right after Jesus died, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. We see this in Matthew 27, 51. The barrier that separated symbolically man from God is ripped away by God because of what Jesus has done so that hell-deserving sinners can be welcomed safely into the presence of the infinitely holy God of the universe. This is why the cross is significant. This is why it matters for you even if you didn't know it mattered. What happened on the cross was so much more than a poor Jewish man dying on a, on a Roman wooden post on the side of the road in a tiny part of the world. This was holy God of the universe giving us his son because he loves us so much to die the death that we deserved. Endure the condemnation we deserve. Endure the separation that we deserve so that when we trust in that, we can be declared righteous and be welcomed into his presence. This is what the cross means for us and what we as Christians celebrate in a very paradoxical way on Good Friday. How is it that we could celebrate and be thankful for and remember the death of our most important figure in our religion? It's because we believe that he transcends religion, that he's not just an important figure, but he's the God of the universe who sacrificed himself willingly, that he laid himself down not because anyone took his life, but that he gave it willingly for you and for me. And so if you're hearing the sound of my voice, what you need to know is that the cross is for you if you will simply put your faith in Jesus. And if you do that, then not only is Good Friday for you, but what we celebrate coming on Sunday is for you as well, that the final word over your life, if you've trusted in Jesus, is not Good Friday. It's not death. It's not pain. It's not suffering. But instead, the final word over your life is resurrection, a new life, a new life with Jesus that begins now and continues on even after your physical death on this world. And so if that's something you're interested in, if that's something you want to ponder more with us, I'd invite you to take a little journey with us this weekend. So if you're hearing this, uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, Friday night, April 2nd, 2021, at 7 o'clock on our Facebook page and on our church online platform, we're going to walk through uh, via a kind of video art music experience 
online the seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross. You can find the information you need for that at lansdown.church, or you can find us on Facebook, Lansdowne Alliance Church, and at 7 o'clock that video will go live both on Facebook and on our church online platform, which you can access by clicking Watch Online on our church website, lansdown.church, and so you can walk through that with us. And then, of course, on Sunday morning at 1045, we're going to celebrate that Christ could not be held in the grave, that the cross wasn't the final word, but that the resurrection was. And that starts at 1045, as I said. Again, all the information you need is at lansdown.church. We'll be streaming live at 1045 on Facebook and on our church online platform. So find all the information at any of those places. If you want to connect with us, you can, again, go to lansdown.church, click the Connect button. I would love to talk with you. If you've been listening to this for a long time and I'm simply a voice in your headphones, I want to let you know that I'm also a pastor and a person, and I'd love to chat with you and pray with you if that's something uh, that you need. This is why we started doing the daily, to, to reach people just like you who maybe don't have a church family and invite you to be part of our church family. So head on over to lansdown.church. Tonight at 7 o'clock, Good Friday prayer experience. Sunday morning at 1045, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead with Easter Sunday. I hope you'll join us for one of those uh, two events, and I want to let you know that we're going to take a couple weeks off after Easter. Uh, doing these every day takes a lot of work, and I'm a person just like you, and I need to rest. And so I'm going to take a couple weeks just to rest, and then we'll see what we decide to do with the daily after that. But you can always check lansdown.church for all the information you need. I want to say thank you for uh, joining me thus far, walking through this last week of the life of Jesus here on The Daily.